0: Hello! Hello, everybody. This is yet another update, uh, unofficial show about we talk about dead people. And, you know, typically when I do these, I go and grab George and we talk for, you know, 15-20 minutes about the weird stuff that's going on in our lives. And we actually did do that, but it ended up being kind of meandering and we ended up actually kind of talking about some slightly depressing stuff, which is not the vibe I like to put out. So, I figured I'd just do another one of these on my own, and wow, my gain is way too high there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So what I've been doing recently is just continuing to work that regular <laughs> nine to five, except it's in reverse, and I'm working at night, so things are upside down and all crazy turned around, and that's fun. I actually I'm really not bothered by it too much, except that it takes up a ton of my time. And because it's such intense physical work, I still do come home very, very, very tired. Um, But what I've been doing on the side is basically working on a whole nother large series. We've gotten, well, I don't know if it'll be a series. It might just be one huge normal episode and then we're planning on doing an interview about it afterward. Uh, It's a big topic, so that's fun. Uh, We haven't done like a really, really, really big figure in a while, but we're about to do two of them. So expect that in the future. And we're going to try to do follow-up interviews with, like, actual experts and things afterward, which should be fun. And that might end up being a pattern in the future, because as it turns out, doing interviews is, like, really, really fun, really easy. It doesn't require as much research and writing, which means we can put those out more frequently. It's obviously a change in our current structure, but hey, that's okay. You know, we got good feedback on our our first and only interview ever done because it was... wild. Um, I would say, overall, I would... I would say I've been, I've been doing okay, as far as, as far as things go in the podcasting realm. We've, we've got a... It's getting more and more difficult to fit things in, <laughs> with all that's going on these days, but that's okay, everybody's feeling the squeeze. Um, at least I'm not sitting on Zoom calls for eight hours and then trying to research, am I right? Though, at my last job, I did have a lot of, uh, time where I was basically in front of the computer and I could just accrue notes throughout the day and build a script as it came along. But, to give you an idea of, like, the places I've been going with this is... I don't know if you've ever looked into the, uh, history of Haiti. It's one of the... it's one of the most screwed up stories I've ever read in my life, and I don't know. Like you look at something like that, and you you have all of this data about things that went down, and the the various regime changes the place went through, and it's like, geez, I don't think that place has ever been stable. <laughs> um, but you know, there's all these there's all these wild uh, sort of out of the mainstream topics that I I want to cover, but all of those require a lot more a lot more digging and a lot more work, and lazy me uh, just wants to put out. More mainstream stuff <laughs> because it's easier to access. Uh, it's easier to access the the data and follow a mainstream story. But you know, as the as the days go by, I'm becoming less enamored with the mainstream, as you might you might say. Ah, got my delicious coffee here. So we've got some news uh, coming up. Uh, George didn't want me to spoil his series. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. We've been talking about doing it for a long time. I've wanted to cover it for forever because it is one of those sections of history that we've mentioned and said, "Oh my god, one day we're going to cover that. One day we're going to cover that." And we're finally doing it. It's a big task uh because it's one of the most pivotal uh times in world history and oh yeah, we're going to cover the fall of the Roman Empire. Again. No, we're actually not. It's, it's something else and You'll see what it is, but I won't spoil it because he asked me not to suffice to say um it's gonna be really it's gonna cover a lot of ground <laughs> real fast uh and then we're gonna roll it right into a, a follow up episode and perhaps a follow up interview on that on that one as well. I'm currently working on a script for another much larger character than say the uh the Picards I'm working on. God forbid another US president. But uh <laughs> I've having done US presidents in the past. Um I can tell you right now that they're not all they're cracked up to be. <laughs> but uh you know it just it's it's just every time I cover a president it's like, "Oh wow, should I look at this through the wars they started? Should I look at this through the the political uh trends that they started? Should I look at this from the election standpoint? Should I look at this from their career? Should I look at their later life as opposed to just their presidency? And you know, sometimes you just got to pick your filter and pick your window and just sort of go for it. So anyway, that's what we've got coming up for new episodes. Uh, you can get pumped because obviously I'm not picking boring people. You know, it's not like I picked, I don't know, who was the most boring U.S. president? Uh, would it? Could it be, uh, I don't know. I actually don't know who the most boring U.S. president would be. Part of me goes uh, somebody like Calvin Coolidge, but I kind of doubt that too because he's just one of those names that just sits there and you're like, well, what did he actually do? And then you look at a list of presidents and you're like, well, what did they all do? (laughs) Somehow we got here and it was through their work that that we found our way to where we are today. But I don't know. Um, Yeah, so... That's what we've got, and then we're going to actually get some new show art soon by Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. He's hard at work on a new a new cover art, updating <laughs> how the show has morphed, basically, from how it began. And, uh, yeah, that about that about covers it for, for what we're doing here. Um, no signs of stopping. We're still kicking along, and we've been getting a lot of feedback from people, which has been really nice. Um, you know, some friends that I know personally have reached out and said, hey, like, I really like this episode, been going back listening to ones you did before. And that's always nice because the whole point of the show is to create the evergreen situation where it's not pointless to go back and listen to them because it's not like we're talking about, you know, politics or news. We're talking about stuff that's in the historical record, which means that it just doesn't get old, at least not yet. Though the historical revisionists are hard at work. And, um, uh, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, uh, does change things, how history is presented. But that's neither here nor there. I would like to ask you all to not buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I had a thought the other day that, uh, the internet is driving people mad in, uh, like 50 ways from Sunday. You already knew that. And the most obvious. The most obvious uh, element of this is social media, <laughs> but we already knew that, too. It just appears that there's several different kinds of madness that stem from the black mirror. And, uh, you know, I, the more I study how we how narrative works in history and in the world, and, well, basically how it runs our lives, the more I realize that... Um, Joseph Campbell was right. The hero with a thousand faces. The archetype structure of looking at the world is actually probably the most useful filter for understanding what's going on. Um, people are just spinning narratives. And you'll see that when we when we cover this precedent that we're, that's coming up. You can basically frame things to make anybody look the way you want to make them look. You can turn anybody into a bad guy. You can turn anybody into a... A good guy. You just have to frame it right. So, anyway, I think a lot of people are getting framed into a corner with things like cryptocurrency and how it's going to go to the moon. And they're getting framed into a corner with politics as if presidency still matters or something. <laughs> Which, uh, clearly, it doesn't. We we definitely live in sort of like a, I don't know, a Blade Runner future with less fog and Harrison Ford. And... um more annoying people on reddit <laughs> that's that's about where we sit right now uh, we haven't gotten to the space gun uh androids hunting androids kind of thing yet but um i'm i'm afraid we may we may be getting there and uh, i don't see that as necessarily a bleak thing but the reality is if it's funny because technology really is the great change in history in our history that we're living through today you know, in the past you basically had, you basically, the things that made history were um, men, trade, and guns. And now we've got this other weapon, which is, you know, <laughs> uh, the internet. Which is this sort of made-up second life that most people seem to exist on all day long. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely not guilt-free on that, I mean... I listen to stuff all day and I go down rabbit holes while I'm working away at my night shift, my night shift job. Um, Yeah, I've been guilty as anybody else is getting sucked into various rabbit holes, but uh, certainly, I mean, just look at me reading about the history of Haiti this morning. What business did I have reading about that? I have no idea. And I don't actually know how I got started on it, but it just seems like uh, every time I go down another little road, there's a whole... Tree branch structure of things to research and study, so there's no shortage of content um out there in the world, sort of like there's really no shortage of of uh information of any kind. You no know, you're not gonna run out, so it becomes you know it becomes sort of like who is your curator right? if you go onto the internet and you just sort of start surfing that thing with no guidance or whatever, with, if you could get on the internet with no algorithms, without Google holding your hand and guiding you to the safe little news sites and things like that, you can end up in some very, very, very strange places, especially if you know where to look. So, um, essentially what you get out of this show is a curated view into the historical narrative, colored by, of course, all of our internal biases and everything like that, as well as our personal preferences for what we like to research. Which just goes to show we're not just any old history podcast. We are Aaron C. and, and uh, George's history podcast. We're, this is our filter looking at history. And you should be aware of that in just about uh, every situation where you do have you know a perspective that you enjoy. Um, you're never going to get the full picture. You can get both sides of the story only to realize that there's a billion sides to the story. All you're going to get from podcasters and people like us is our specific personalities filtering information for you. You could think of us as like a gravity filter. We get rid of all of the toxins and fluoride that the government puts in for you to consume uh, to brighten your teeth. <laughs> or something like that. So when you understand it from that perspective, and I like to frame it that way because I do have to sit through just... Mountains of information and mountains of, honestly, deception and nonsense and garbage just to distill these stories down into something that's consumable within 90 minutes. It's a lot of work, and it's actually taking a lot longer than it used to, I think because of the uh, the amount of information. I mean, I don't know the actual stats, but the internet is constantly expanding. And one of the one of the, for example, one of the things that uh, we were joking about me and George when we first recorded this uh, this update when it was the both of us was we were we he was well we were texting back and forth about a Wikipedia article that was being updated in real time about uh, a bird called the Egyptian plover, and there were a couple of people on there um, pasting into the description line um, the Egyptian plover is a bird that lives in Egypt or something like that. And someone kept putting in the line, we had one of these at my school and it killed someone. (laughs) And, you know, it was immediately vacuumed up by, you know, um, an automatic maintenance bot. But there, you know, there were these trolls and they kept posting, we had one of these at my school and it killed someone. And it went on for a couple of hours and to go and refresh that page and to watch it change in real time. It was funny, but it was also illustrative of like what we're going through right now with the the information pipeline right so the information pipeline that most people get it's sort of like um most people basically get billboards and air, airport ads right they just sort of see this stuff around them that's telling them what what's important in life like for example i drove through chicago uh a couple of weeks ago and the number of signs for weed was it was like every billboard was like we're all about weed now not not CBD, but like weed. <laughs> like every billboard. There was like three types of things. Strip clubs, weed, and fireworks the further south you got. Uh, and most people just see that and they're like, well, I guess weed's normal now. It's just what we do. And we, yeah, I guess it's normal to go to strip clubs. Like that's socially acceptable. and And then we just go blow shit up with the fireworks. But, you know, that's your, that's your typical billboard filter on, on narratives surrounding you in your world, and a lot of people, they're not satisfied with that, so they have their trusted sources. You know, for a long time, a lot of people trusted uh, the likes of the independent media, the total centrist people who gave a fair shake to either side, and then that obviously turned out to be nonsense, because there is no either side, uh, unless you really, really boil it down to, you know, intentions, like what do you intend to do with the minds of your listeners um and you know below that's you know probably it's like the documents the the books the things that have been down for a long time and accepted as true the dogmas and that sort of thing and you can drill down past that and find out about the councils and the committees and the things that were trying to figure out what was the ground and figure out what was the the true story behind all of this the revisionists and all the rest and then past that, you find the old dogma. And then past that, you find the old critics. And eventually, you get all the way down to the event itself, at which point you have something that's basically unrecognizable. I mean, history and narrative is like this one one great big game of telephone, which is getting harder to play now that we've got the internet. But it's also getting much easier to play, because I can go to the Egyptian Plover page right now and tell you it killed someone at my school. um, and Probably about 30% of the people reading it, if I'm being generous, would just take that at face value. They wouldn't even recognize that it was a joke. They would just be like, wow, it's a deadly bird. And drop it. It's interesting. But hey, maybe I'm wrong about that. I might be being too cynical right now. But anyway, so as uh, as your your meme coins descend into the madness, another form of internet madness, uh, don't panic. They'll come back up. I'm pretty sure of it just because, I mean, it's a very lucrative platform and every now and then it's sort of like a, you know, it's a forest fire. That's all it is. It's a controlled burn. That would be my guess. It's going to be the same with the stocks and everything like that. It's controlled burn. I mean, it's got to come down at some point. Otherwise it wouldn't be any fun, right? Like say you got on a roller coaster and it was just one little line. Like you might as well be on a train. That's no fun. So, you know, to keep people gambling, to keep people playing with meme coins, they've got to crash it every now and then. That's my take. Anyway, so I also... Uh, one other thing I thought I'd, thought I'd share. I read this fascinating uh, short story called The Machine Stops by E.M. Forster. About 25 pages you can find if you just Google The Machine Stops. Uh, not even going to tell you what it's about, except that it was pretty good. And it was written in 1909. And it just sounds like today in a lot of ways. Very interesting. How, how do you like that? I'm not recommending reading 1984 or A Brave New World. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that that was that was good. It's basically about someone who's has every need met in their life at the push of a button and is used to it and can't see the sort of danger of living in such a way but there's a lot more to it than that including a slightly hopeful message about homeless people so there you go Uh, yeah so with all that I I think I'm just gonna close this out I haven't got much else to say Um, but we've got stuff in the works and stuff rolling right along Uh, someone upstairs is yelling it might be time to go alright I'll talk to you later